Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean X Pop Wolfman. Hey there, and welcome to Xbox One Two Three Sixty. We're coming at you with another brand new episode. You know we've always got you covered with the week's top pro wrestling news headlines. Not only that, but joining us a little later for interviews will be Conrad Thompson, and then a little later than that, Matt and Nick Jackson. That's right, the Young Bucks will be calling in. But first, let me introduce you to the whole squad. It's Jimbo on the couch. Hello. Hello. I'm wearing my festive Young Buck shirt for those of you who are listening and not watching. I like that. I like that. Denise Salcedo, how are you? I'm good. I'm so mad. I forgot to bring my Breakfast Club shirt. So oh, <laughs> next time. Next time. They got Lula over there on the couch. Johnny LaQuasto, how you doing? Full squad here. We're all in for a great new episode. We are all in. My name is Christy. And of course, the man that you have all tuned in for, the superstar among us, say hello to Sean X Pac Waltman. Oh, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> God. <laughs> Blow a little bit more smoke up my ass real quick. Take right a compliment, Sean. Take a compliment. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you for the beautiful introduction, Christy. You're welcome. Nice to have you back this week. Oh, so glad to be here. Uh, was, I'm looking forward to talking to Conrad in, in a few minutes. Um, and then the Young Bucks. And, you know, obviously we're going to be talking about All In and Starcast. So, yes. yeah. Incredible stuff yeah. going on with all that. So, But um, uh, in the meantime, let's just... Get all the, the let's news get items. To it. Uh, yeah, since you, know, you mentioned way. All In anyway, yeah. let's cover the week's top pro wrestling news headlines. Break it down! X Pac 12360 Wrestling News. <laughs> Boom! Well, that All In show you just mentioned sold out in less than 30 minutes, you guys. We all know this is going down September 1st at the Sears Center in Chicago. Tickets went on sale, and less than 30 minutes later, were sold out. Out, People are angry that they were trying to get tickets and couldn't get them. The site nearly crashed. I mean, this is absolutely unheard of. This is the first time in almost 20 years that a non-WWE event will draw more than 10,000 people. Yeah. And I'm so happy because... I knew it. Not only only did I know it was going to sell out, but I knew it would sell out in the first day. I did. And I said that to several people. I didn't see it coming. I knew it would sell out by September 1st. Never did I think 40 minutes or whatever it was. It's incredible. No, I wasn't. I never said, well, you know, it's going to sell out in the first hour, but I knew it would sell out like first day. Knew it. Absolutely knew it. And it's easy to say that after the fact, but, you know, um, 
I did. I have witnesses. <laughs> we actually have it on record. There's like we could probably get the clip of you saying it on the show. But it's funny because I was like, I don't know if it could happen, you know, just because I was trying to visualize ten thousand people. And then during the Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor show, I was like, man, I was like, this is six thousand people. I was mm-hmm. trying to visualize four thousand more, and I just wasn't sure. And then when I heard the news, I was just like, what? Yeah. Crazy. That's a lot of fans, and yeah. we, of course, like you said, we'll be covering that a little bit later with Conrad. And now on to our next news item. This is a really fun one, you guys. Mean Gene Okerlund appears in a Mountain Dew commercial with Kevin Hart, which came out just a few hours ago today. Should we take? <laughs> let's take a listen to this. Yeah, it's hilarious. Ahead. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Oh I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna leave it all on the mat because that's what I do when I get it done, so I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> And there he is with his Mountain Dew (laughs) kickstart, which is what this commercial is for. So for those of you who aren't tuning into video, Kevin Hart is standing there with Mean Gene. He's got that old school mic in his hand. And this is really cool. Yeah. I was, I, so, you know, with, with such a, um, such a famous voice. I was expecting to hear Mean Gene's voice in there too, but it's really cool just to see him in there. I will say this. I think Kevin Hart, I'm convinced he's being cloned. He is in too many places. (laughs) At once, all the time. Him and Dwayne Johnson are cloned, I think is what's going on right now. Maybe short people just move really fast. They do move really fast. That's a good point. I can say that. Wow, thank you for that beautiful segue, Denise. Good for me, Jim. Is Big Cass in hot water over his treatment of a short person? Shall we say? Now, we know this went down a couple weeks ago on SmackDown. Reportedly, Big Cass went off script mm. in a segment with a little person and gave this guy way more of a beatdown than what he had been approved to do. Yeah. He wanted to really kill this guy. Vincent Creative said no. He went out and did it anyway. They call that going to business for yourself here in sports entertainment. And people are guessing that being the way that he's been booked since then, the last couple weeks, getting his butt kicked by Brian Daniel last night, that that means that he is in hot water. What do you think, Sean? Uh, that's not just going into business for yourself. That's a little different because right? people do that all the time and okay. don't get in this much hot water. We have a saying in, in industry, and um, and it's not just in our industry. Like It's just a saying. It's, um, it's better to say sorry than ask for permission. Mm. But if you're going to go with that approach... You can't go ahead and ask for permission and then get told no. Okay. And it seems like that's the case here, and that's mm-hmm. just absolutely effing insane. I can't, I, I've never, look, a lot of us have, you know, gone against the grain and, and done absolutely. things that, you know, the company doesn't like, but we never actually went and asked permission, been specifically told no, and then went and did it anyway <laughs> sure. on live TV. Mm-hmm. So, psh- uh, I, hey man, I I I understand. Like you, you know, so you feel the need. You want to go out there and, and get over. But so man, do you think holy Vince is, shit! Vince is happy that he had the gall to come and ask at first, but then to ask and be told no, and then go do it anyway. Does that totally change Vince's opinion on like, oh, this man stood up and and felt this passionate about his performance, so he asked if he could go this. It has nothing further. to do with hey, he just was told no. It's not whether he was happy or or indifferent or whatever about him coming to ask. He was told no, and then he went and did it anyways. Bottom line, you just don't do that. It's just ridiculous. So, I mean, I'm a fan of Big Cass. Like, I, I think when he came back from his injury, 
Uh, I could tell like he had done a lot of work, at least like upstairs in his brain. On and and you know, he came back better than he when he uh, yeah. when he got hurt, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And this, I hate to see this. And on SmackDown this week, he was killing it on the mic. The the yeah. segment with Daniel Bryan was fantastic. It was great. So yeah, and he needs to just stay the course and and take what's coming to him. But I, in a tweet I put out last night. Um, I, I said you can be in the doghouse so long they forgot what you even mm. in it for, and that's a, that's the truth around there. Mm. So mm. sorry, I'm sorry this is going on because uh, you know big lot of potential with him. Yeah, well, and we'll keep our eyes yeah. on that for you. On to some news about another WWE superstar. <laughs> Reportedly, Charlotte Flair will be out of action for quite a while as she needs to undergo surgery to fix a ruptured implant. This led her to uh, cancel her appearance at Ace Comic-Con. Carmella will be filling in for her, but that's actually how we found out about this because Comic-Con put out a tweet and said that Carmella wouldn't, Mm -hmm. or I'm sorry, that Charlotte wouldn't be there because of the surgery. They deleted that pretty quick, I'm guessing we're told to. And uh, Charlotte hasn't said a whole lot about this, but I'm interested, Sean, in what you have to say about the fact that with the women's revolution, women's wrestling is at such a, a high place right now, but that uh, one of the top superstars is still dealing with something like she felt like she had to get fake boobs and now she has to have surgery and be taken out of action for it. What do you think about that? Um, I, there's still a thing, I, I guess, you know, <laughs> getting breast implants. That was huge when I was younger. It seemed like it was the thing to do. Not so much anymore. It's not been a th- thing as far as that look. Yeah, you know that you know almost like the stripper look. Obviously, that woman's got big, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a wrestling thing. One of my uh, yeah. really close friends is the furthest thing from a wrestler you could ever imagine, and she just got them because she uh, just was never happy with uh, her yeah. appearance there, and decided this is what I want. So, so I, I think that look is isn't in vogue now, but I, mm-hmm. I think feeling good about yourself probably is. And I, sure. I, I look, I'm not. It's not for me to right say. I guess <laughs> I have my opinions on it, but. Um, here's the thing. I was surprised. Like, I'm not sure how long this, this, this has been going on, but like, it must be a pretty slow leak. Yeah. Reportedly she's been dealing with this for a while and tried to keep it quiet. So like several years back, um, uh, China, Joni, she, um, she had an implant bust and she wasn't sure like what was going on. And my wife actually at one time had the same thing happen. Yeah. So I knew what, like when Joni came to me, I'm like, yeah, you've got a, you got a leak in your boob. They actually invented a a special implant called the China 2000 or some what? shit like that. Yes, that was a double like thickness. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just for you know maybe maybe they need to put some of those in yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow. That's so. that is wildly was interesting. Was it named after her? Because yeah. oh wow. Yeah, that's a true story. All right. That's Anyways, cool. that's so, cool. Well, we have one uh, one one to two more news items for you. Mildly related. Rich Swan will be making his Impact Wrestling debut in June. The company has announced that he will be at the two tapings there in June. And also, on a mildly related note, Enzo Amore's sex assault case has been closed due to insufficient evidence. He put a statement out online today on Twitter and called it the alleged incident. This went down in Phoenix, Arizona. He said he's thankful for fans' support. Yes, okay. I'm happy that uh, everything turned out they, that way for Enzo. Uh, I hope I hope he learns from it. Mm-hmm. Um, According right. to his attorney, files were never even charged. There was never anything charged. No, no, and there was never that. It yeah. was never. It was never claimed that there were charges filed. Right. Just mm-hmm. like there were never charges 
filed against me, even though I was arrested. Right. Um, uh, so anyway, and as far as Rich Swan, I'm happy that he decided not to quit wrestling. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, like uh, people just, I mean, they're coming down hard on that guy, you know. And and I understand you want to wait and see what's going on with that situation, but it seems like the way you know things turned out. Um, you know, the guy really didn't do any. It seemed like he didn't do anything wrong, and he's been what? I mean, ahead. his girlfriend came out. Or, are they married? I'm not sure. Him and Sue are married. They are married. She came out and said everything's fine. Nothing happened. If you remember years ago, Matt and Revy had a really big thing that went public, and they're fine. And unfortunately, domestic things may happen. I don't know what happened there, but it's like if the couple says everything's fine, all you can do I, is not judge and say, okay, glad yeah, everything's fine. Right. But the, here's the thing. Everyone just piled on this guy. They did, yeah. They Even did. after, you know, I guess he came back somewhere, and the people were chanting like, you know, it's negative a, yeah, chants awful. at him. You know, it's just, you know, it's sad. I met him a handful of times, and nicest guy, super good guy, and yeah. an excellent professional wrestler. So, and he's um, got a hell of a story to tell. You know, yes, like, he does. So he's anyway. had a tough upbringing, and he's very talented. And that is our X-Pac 12360 News of the Week. And now joining us, a very special guest. He's the voice of wrestling fans on Hit Podcast 83 Weeks and What Happened When. You can catch him on the WWE Network's new show, Something Else to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Oh yeah, he's got a day job too, something about mortgages. But we're going to talk to him about the first of its kind StarCast podcast convention featuring the legends of wrestling talk. He's making that happen. Please welcome Conrad Thompson. Hey, Conrad. Wow, listen to that. Man, yeah. I don't know what to say. What an ovation. That's the first time I've had that type of intro. Thank you <laughs> really? very much. And did, come on, though, but you've had, you've had your share of, uh, of like, you know, crowd pops, like because I've been there. I was at the one here in L.A., and you got a hell of a reaction. So, anyways, oh, okay, all right. Well, you're ruining my gimmick, man. I'm just, a, I'm just a fan, and that's what I, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Well, most important question: How can I buy a home in Los Angeles? Please tell me. <laughs> hey, you know what? I got you, man. Just go to SaveWithBruce.com. That's a real thing. Bruce okay. Pritchard and I can help you get in a house anywhere in California or most of the United States. Not if you saw my bank Unlike account. Like a lot of the other sponsors we promote, it's not really us. Well, this is really us, man. I'm talking to you from my mortgage office right now i can hook you up okay hey conrad so um you're the man when it comes to podcasts like and and like you have okay as christy mentioned you got you know the what happened what, what happened, happened when, when with tony shivani and you know something to wrestle with with bruce and um 83 nothing weeks. but great reviews for the new one with eric uh, 83 weeks mm. Yeah, it's caught everybody by surprise. You know, a lot of people thought that, you know, they had heard Eric's story so many times in different platforms, whether it was his podcast or shoot interviews or WWE documentaries or his book. Hey, what else is there to discuss? Well, you know, I sort of have my own fresh coat of paint towards things, and, and we really examine what the Pro Wrestling Torch and what the Wrestling Observer said, and we'll dig into what other people's books said. And the presentation and the format is maybe what's so different about Bischoff's podcast, but his approach towards the business is still fascinating to me because whereas 
a lot of wrestler hosted podcasts can tell you about here's what I was thinking at the time. Yeah. This is the guy who was really the decision maker who can say, well, here's what I was thinking and here's what corporate needed. And here's, I mean, so you really understand the business aspect, not just creative and not just the fun, but the real business aspect of here's what our costs were. And here's why we made that decision. And, it's a totally different concept than what I think anybody else is doing, and we're having fun with it. Yeah, and 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 you know, Eric, and this is same goes with with Bruce too, uh, but Eric more so. He is told like you know, in in different interviews or whatever, and even in his book, he's you know talked about things already, but he's never been cross examined like you cross examine yes. people, Conrad, and that's that's the great thing here, and and um, you know. Just the, the things like the the, the innovations and in, in podcasting, like the whole uh, the the poll driven episodes and and uh, and all that. But the main thing, Conrad, is is the hard work that's put into your podcast. Because like I know, for instance, like in one episode, you have like forty pages of notes just for one episode. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the the platform or the uh, the show we're doing tonight is uh, Bash at the Beach two thousand and. It's going to air on Monday, but we're actually recording it tonight, and I've got you know, 38 pages before I ever click record. So it yeah. took a while just to get all the information compiled, and then once even, you know, once you just sort of copy paste the notes. And I know that a lot of people who don't really like my shows say, "Oh, it just reads from the Observer." Well, that's not exactly the case. You've still got to format it to where you can create a dialogue yeah. with somebody. I mean, I'm not just reading the words i'm trying to create talking points for eric that might be interesting and sort of frame it up and that whole thing is very time intensive so uh it takes a lot of time before we ever click record so i appreciate that you because you know how difficult it is to put a podcast together can recognize that i'm not just stumbling in there clicking record and hoping for the best and it's not like and even though you have your certain like things that you've innovated there's no like secret here. It's the secret is hard work, hard effing work. Yep. Bottom yeah, line. that's exactly right, man. You know, there's a lot of hustle, but there is some salesmanship to it. You know, in terms of, uh, you know, that's what I do in my real life. We joked about it right at the top. I do mortgages, but that's really a sales process where you present people different financial solutions that help them reach their goals. They don't really know what they want, so you have to ask them. Yeah. And so that's what we did with the podcast. Rather than me saying, hey, here's what we're doing today, guys, I said, well, hey, let's ask them. And I learned that, too, from wrestling. You know, I heard a great story when Michael Hayes was on Stone Cold's podcast where Michael Hayes talked about the way I knew that I was getting people over and that it was working is when I could tell a story and I would see the crowd stand up and then sit back down and stand up and sit back down. Those yeah. peaks and valleys in a wrestling match. And I'd never heard it really explained like that, but that's really what we're trying to do is, is have those peaks and valleys. And so what I mean is, and, and Rick is, is famous for saying, well, let's just call it in the ring kid yeah. because he can get out there and have a feel for, okay, they're buying this. Let's do more of it. Oh, they don't like that. I'm going to scratch that. No more of that. And so Rather than us do that, because we can't do that if it's not live, right. but we can just ask you right up front, hey, what do you want? Do you want to hear British Bulldog? Do you want to hear Tugboat? Do you Whatever you want, we're going to give you that. And mm. I think that's guaranteed some of the success of our show, and it gets people talking about our show before it ever airs. Oh, I hope they do the Tugboat episode. Well, why would you want to hear? It creates a dialogue, and yeah. that's sort of the purpose of social media, and that whole strategy has worked for us. And also, the thing, what I was impressed with is like, okay, 83 weeks was on the charts before it even came out. 
Excellent job on that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird where, you know, we were able to um, do a little bit of promotion, a little bit of hype, drive some traffic, and in the end, you know, it's weird. I don't think anybody really knows how that iTunes algorithm works, right. but I do know that new activity is a big metric. So yes. that show, that you know, Eric's old show, had been laying dormant for more than six months. So nobody had really done anything with it. There weren't new subscribers going or new reviews going up. But when all of a sudden there was an, an influx of new subscribers, perception was, oh, my God, they've got such a huge show. And it is doing really strong numbers. You know, our show this past Monday, as we're talking, it's a Wednesday, it's already over 102,000 downloads. So wow. in, in two or three days, we're really proud of that, and, and we're hoping we can continue to build it. And, uh, you know, who knows? But I know that Eric is encouraged, and Westwood's excited, and I'm having fun yes. doing it. So. That's the point. Let's have some fun. And how great is Westwood One to deal with? And Tim Sabian. I mean, just uh, what a what a dream that is, right? I mean, great people yeah, to work I, with. I don't know that I've ever met a more enthusiastic, excited person than Tim Sabian. Tim Sabian and I would be would be for, will be friends for life, no matter what happens in business and and podcasting and Westwood and my mortgage. None of that matters. Tim Sabian is just a great dude and so high energy and over the top yeah. and enthusiastic and you can tell that he's got all the self-help books and CDs memorized. He's a good dude. Right on. Hey, Conrad, so can you uh, share with us how you got together with Cody and the whole StarCast uh, came into uh, being? Man, it's just the right time and the right place. For years and years, uh, starting with 2013, I went to the NWA Legends Fan Fest that Greg Price put on yeah. in Charlotte, North Carolina, usually uh, the very first weekend in August. So... I went in 13, 14, 15, 16, and I was raring to go for 17, and he canceled. So I called Bruce, and I said, hey, man, we should do a wrestling podcast convention. And he said, what the hell does that even mean? And I said, well, you know, Tony Schiavone was there last year, and he has a podcast now. And Jim Cornette was there last year, and he has a podcast now. And Jim Ross was there, and he has a podcast now. Why don't we bring in Eric? Why don't we bring in Kevin Sullivan and me and you do it? And we'll sort of co-promote our own wrestling podcast convention. And Bruce said... This is literally the dumbest idea I've ever heard, and I want no part of it. And I said, okay, cool, I'm still doing it, and I'm going to call the hotel. So I called the hotel, and they were sold out. So it was in my back pocket, and I thought, you know, I'm going to do this eventually. Well, then I was coming back from vacation in early January, and I ran into Cody at the airport on the way back from a New Japan tour. We were both in the Atlanta airport, and we started just DMing each other afterwards. And I said, hey, I got an idea. What if, and I pitched the wrestling podcast convention, and he had a similar reaction to Bruce, like, what does that even mean? How would that work? Yeah. And I said, give me your email address, and I'll, I'll send you sort of my vision. So I sent him basically the format that everybody has seen now that's been released. There have been a few changes where I couldn't put deals or ideas together, but for the most part, it's all there. And he responded two days later and said, hey, I love it. The Bucks love it. Let's figure out how to do it. So he still hadn't announced the city, but I had a good idea. So I started doing some homework in late January as to where we might be able to host it. And I found a great friend named Scott who, who does a lot of help behind the scenes with the Wrestling Observer Board and all their meet and greets and get-togethers. Yeah. In his real life, he runs hotel chains. So he said, hey, this place has enough convention space and this place has enough con – so it really pointed me in the right direction. And we were able to – 
pretty quickly make a deal and get a commitment for a venue, which was a big undertaking and, frankly, a big risk because it was almost what I paid for my first house as a personal guarantee to pull this convention off. And so I'm sort of nervous because I'm not a wrestling promoter or an event promoter. I'm the mortgage guy, and now I find myself with this opportunity, and I say, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And we thought if I could sell half the rooms by July 1st, we'd be in good shape. And we teased it and teased it and teased it, and then we put hotels uh, the hotel on sale, and we sold out in two hours. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. And how are tickets going for StarCast? Well, we put tickets on sale last night at 8 o'clock, and, and I was super nervous. It's one of the worst days of my life yesterday, making sure all the logistics yeah. were lined up. But I made it happen, and uh, we put VIP and, and all the, the bracelets on sale last night. VIP sold out in about seven minutes. Uh, silver, which where we had more tickets than anywhere else, sold out in about a half hour. And gold has a hundred. As I'm talking to you now, it has a hundred and six tickets left. So it's going to sell out. It will be a financial success, no doubt about it. And hopefully, it's a critical success because, as a wrestling fan, I think I have a good, you know, pulse on what fans want. And I've tried to create events that weekend that are things I would want to go to. And and hopefully people dig it so, yeah that's so good so is it safe to say you'll be staying in the honeymoon suite at this hotel then that weekend you know what's funny is it, when we first had conversations and her name is sarah and she's at the hyatt regency in schaumburg i think she thought we were full of it when i said <laughs> i think i can i think i can sell you know 500 tickets to a wrestling convention and she thought that was absurd and ridiculous but hey if i was putting up a personal guarantee yeah. here we go and then when we sold the, the rooms out in two hours, it became, what else can I do for you guys? So we went from not allowed to have as many rooms as we wanted to the next day, she gave us as much more of the hotel. And even uh, this past week, she managed to move some of the other guests that were there for a soccer tournament to another hotel. So at this point, we sold over 1,800 rooms. Wow. Uh, we've, got over 15, we've, we've got over 1,500 tickets sold. What? And we've got over 20 stage events. So it's going to be... The biggest wrestling convention besides WrestleCon this year, in my opinion. Oh, Conrad, man. congratulations, man. And and you know what? Thank you so much for reaching out to me. You reached out to me, I think, probably when you, this all started coming together. And I even remember you coming, yeah. I even remember you saying to me, like, uh, I understand if you don't want to be a part of it, but I couldn't understand why you would say that. Why the hell wouldn't I want to be a part of this, Conrad? <laughs> Well, I'm a first-time promoter, and I know that I've sort of got the hot hand for podcasts right now, but I I know that in the wrestling business, a lot of people, you know, say, oh, we're going to bring you in, we're going to do this. They've got these grandiose plans, and then it doesn't shake out. So when you hear this sort of outsider trying to come into the business, so to speak, and he doesn't have any real experience at it, it sounds like a recipe for disaster. I mean, I'm I'm not self-aware enough to know that you know, maybe I should just stick to mortgages. Maybe this could flop. I mean, that's even in my own head yesterday. Like, I hope somebody really wants to come see this. And then immediately when I tried to buy VIP, I was like, why won't it tell me that any are available? And I log in the backside, and I'm like, well, I have six left. That's why they're all gone. I mean, it's it was fascinating to me to see how fast it went, but it, it caught me by surprise. So it wouldn't shock me if you know, someone like you who'd been around the horn and, and dealt with really bad promoters who promise you something and then don't deliver. Yeah. You and I were, were really good friends on a real-life basis, but maybe you shouldn't do business with friends, and maybe he's a yeah. first-time promoter. And I got all that, so I didn't want to assume, oh, he's in. Yeah, but you know what, Conrad? See, I'm like 
I consider myself a visionary uh, when it comes to things in 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 the in the industry, and I I know when I see something that's a good bet. And and I knew right away, just like I was telling everyone here earlier, I knew that All In would sell out in the first day. I knew it. Not only did I know it would sell out, but I knew it would sell out the first day. And so I knew this was well, going to be that, a big deal, Conrad. Well, I appreciate your confidence in me, man. You know, I guess we should mention to everybody that if you haven't already, you need to make plans to be in Chicago over Labor Day weekend because you're bringing you know, what I think is maybe the most kick-ass event on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's X-Pac 1, 2, 360 degrees of the NWO with yeah. a, a reunion Love of that. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, uh, uh, Sean Waltman, and Eric Bischoff will be in the house. Nice. So the gang's all here, man, and, and there'll be an opportunity for photo ops and it should be a lot of fun for everybody. Do you know what else is really cool is the war games, the one with the war games uh, stuff. That's mm-hmm. that was really cool to me. And, and Conrad, you I, know what's fun uh, is I found myself chasing weird things. So like yesterday, I had a lady who works here for me at the office, the mortgage office, calling around to find someone in Chicago who could make like a panel for a, a steel cage. Yeah, and that's a really weird thing to call and ask a fence company for. <laughs> hey man, ever watch professional wrestling? Yeah, well, I need like a quarter of a cage. Could you bring me a quarter of a cage? And we're gonna have that for J.J. Dillon, Tully Blanchard, Road Warrior Animal, and Lex Luger, and. That ought to be a blast. They're going to watch nice. an old War Games match, give you alternate commentary on it, take questions, tell stories, do the pic- the photo op with the, the big cage. It ought to be awesome. And and you know what else is cool, uh, Conrad, is you have um, – it's kind of di- diverse. Like you've got you know people from all the different generations there and, and also some people from the internet wrestling community that – I'm a fan of the, bo- uh, the Botchmania guy, Matthew, I'm, and I'm happy you're bringing him in. You know, what's weird is I think a lot of people were probably wondering, you know, what the hell I was thinking there. But I've enjoyed his videos, and I know some guys in the business don't get it, but if you don't take it too seriously, it is funny. And he never does appearances like this, especially here in the States. So when I reached out to him, he was thrilled to even be invited. And and he's going to make us a custom video that's like an hour long. And what we're going to do on Thursday night is we're going to have my buddy, a morning show host and stand-up comedian, Cassio Kidd, tell some jokes and warm up for Ron Funches, who is a headline act anywhere in any comedy club across the country. And, and then we're going to invite Tony Schiavone out. And those three guys, two professional comedians and Tony Schiavone, are going to watch a very custom, unique, greatest hits of Botchamania with Matthew. It ought to be a once-in-a-lifetime deal yeah. that I think is a can't-miss event. That's great. You know that uh, when I did my Get High and Watch Wrestling event with Ron, that I had Matt, Matthew make me a, um, a, bot, you know, a custom bot video of all my greatest botches that we used in the very beginning. I did not know that. Yes. Wow. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Great minds, man. Yeah. Conrad, I feel like the, the key word that you said a few minutes ago was fascinating. From the live press conference on Sunday, here we are on a Wednesday. That's three days, and in three days, not only is All In sold out, StarCast is blown up. For those who still haven't gotten on board... The, the whole lineup's incredible. Starting Thursday all the way to Sunday, tell people about how can they could still possibly get involved. Are you putting a cap on the number of tickets at some point? That's it. Yeah, we already have. You know, we've sold 400 VIPs, and we're not going to release any more. We're going to sell 600 golds. I'm at 494 right now as we're speaking, 
and I've sold 500 silvers, and that's it. Now, we're going to have general admission weekend passes, and that's really valuable. So if you miss your opportunity to come see some of the stage events, I want to tell you we've got a, a who's who of superstars lined up for this. Of course, we've got Cody, the Young Bucks, Marty Skrull, Hangman Page, all your new favorite all-in stars. But we've got you know the good guys from back in the day, too, whether it's Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, X-Pac, Christian, DDP, Terry Funk, uh, the new Hall of Famer, Jeff Jarrett, old school Jerry Lawler. We've got Billy Gunn, Road Warrior Animal, Tony Schiavone, Tully Blanchard, on and on. And we've even got podcasters like Conan and Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard. But how about some random folks, too? Macaulay Culkin is yes. going to be there, which I can't believe. With Bunny Ears, uh, so his Bunny Ears podcast. Yeah, exactly. So, so we're bringing stars in and every day people are hitting me up i've just had inquiries from from big names just today who would like to come in and, and attend so even if you just pick up a weekend pass you're going to have an opportunity to get your pictures made with all those guys and buy merchandise and photos and whatever you'd like to do but we've got a common area thing that i'm really particularly proud of because i've always thought it would be fun to have you know a fun photo op or a fun sort of interactive experience and what i did is i went to great expense to pay a guy to recreate like the backdrop from the old WTBS set, like those gray squares. Oh, wow. And the it's going to be there. Yeah. There you go. And so we've got that as the background, and I've got Tony Schiavone getting a new Jim Crockett Promotions blazer made, and I found an old-school mic, and you're going to be able to stand in front of that backdrop and cut your own Hard Times promo and film it on your phone. And Tony, the real guy with what looks like the real set and a jacket that looks identical, and a microphone that looks identical. We're going to recreate that for both WCW and the WWF. We're going to use the heel locker room, and Sean Mooney will be there in a tuxedo doing the same thing. And then for ECW, we've got the backdrop of the ECW arena, and uh, Joel Gertner will do a little dirty limerick, custom for you. And uh, I just wanted to have something sort of fun and interactive, and we've got that in the common area. So you don't even have to have one of the VIP tickets to participate in all that fun. A weekend pass for just $49 will cover you for all four days. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for $49. Oh, my nice. God. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. And, wow. and it's really cool to like just to hear you list all the different uh, people that are going to be there. You know, uh, Joey Ryan's going to be there, too, right? Well, the ghost of Joey Ryan, you know, Hangman Page killed him a couple oh, of weeks ago. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah he, he killed him with his boot. And he still got the blood on the boot. A shame that Hank's walking around like that. But he's going to be there, both Hangman and yeah. the ghost of of Joey Ryan, which we're excited to have. Mm, wow. Conrad, is there anyone that you reached out to before that turned you down who's now changing their tune? Well, even if there was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't embarrass them here. I don't think that's cool. But I, I, I will say that I did, I did reach out to literally. Um, well, I shouldn't say literally. As, as much as I could, every major name in wrestling podcasting, and asked. I asked Jim Ross, and yeah. he was unavailable because that's the kickoff of the football season. And if you know Jim Ross, oh, he's yeah. not going to miss an opportunity mm-hmm. to see opening day for the Oklahoma Sooners. So yeah. I get it. But I reached out anyway. I reached out to Edge, but he's going to be filming Vikings across the pond, so I get why he couldn't make it. Uh, I also reached out to Chris Jericho, and I guess Jericho has a bit of an understanding that he's not going to do anything wrestling-related in the States unless it's with events, which I totally get. But to a man, I tried to reach out to everyone who does wrestling podcasting, including Jim Cornette and Vince Russo. So yeah. everyone has at least been spoken to and invited and welcomed. Uh, and I got myself in a little bit of trouble with one of those this past weekend. But <laughs> yeah. either way, 
I reached out to everybody who does a podcast. Hey, like, can we talk about that for one second, just uh, a little bit yeah. about, ben, about Vince Russo not not being there, and he made a pretty big deal out of that. And, and you know, I like Vince Conrad. I I, I really do. He's he's actually a, a good man. Um, I I just I disagree with that whole divisive. You know. Um, man, we need to bring people together in the wrestling community, and that kind of approach is dividing us. And and so I get it, man. I get why he's not going to be there. Well, and that's that's really it. You know, I um I didn't run it past anybody, and I didn't have to run it past anybody. You know, it's it's my event, and nobody. I mean, Cody didn't care. He wants me to be successful, but I did invite everyone who had a podcast, and and he said yes. And he also was willing to have fun with it. I, I have the same opinion of Vince as you do. I, I've always sort of just decided I'm going to treat people how they treat me. And he could not have been nicer and more accommodating. I mean, he's the nicest guy ever in real life. But I realize sometimes when he's producing content, he gets into what Howard Stern would call Benji shtick. I really do believe that's it. Like he's just trying to generate heat and buzz yeah. and, you know, whatever. And I get it. Well, I didn't realize when I announced him that I was going to get this overwhelming backlash. But what I did, I mean, I did expect there to be people who were really fired up about, you know, be him being there so they could sort of, you know, boo him or whatever. I mean, yeah. I get I get that. And we, we even joked about maybe we could do a Vince Russo dunking booth where, where the proceeds go to charity. I thought that'd be hilarious. Yeah. And, and he he's up for any sort of hey bro I know I'm the villain bro let's have fun with it bro like he's cool with all that and so that's sort of what I had in mind is I know that he had been critical of the young bucks and Cody and guys like that before and some of the dirt sheet riders yeah well why not have fun with that and he was a hundred percent on board but the backlash online was no he hates gays and lesbians and he said this about Jewish people and blah 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 I never heard any of that I didn't know any of that. But once I realized it was so divisive and people thought that by inviting him that maybe homosexuals weren't welcome at the show, I thought was ridiculous. And if it was going to be that divisive, I'll just delete the tweet. So I talked to Vince and I said, hey, man, I don't know what to do here. I don't know what you've said or not said or if you were working or whatever, but you've always been good to me. But he said, bro, you got to make a business decision. I don't want to hurt your event. You know, take me down, and we'll figure out something else we can do in the future. I'd like to work with you in the future. And I agree. I'm up for doing something with Vince. But if the spirit of this event is we're going to have a Papa Bunk jam session, you know, with Frankie Kazarian on bass guitar, and we're going to have an old-timer's breakfast, and, you know, it's so over-the-top silly and fun. I mean, karaoke with Marty Skrull, like, botchamania. The whole theme is we're going to make you laugh and have a good time. If inviting one person makes people feel like we're alienating them or drawing a line in the sand or taking a stance or making a statement, I don't really want to do that. I want this to be fun. And I'm like you. I want it to be inclusive. So I hope things smooth out. I hope that people change their opinion about Vince and he can help change their opinion for them. Yes, he could do do a lot to help himself. If not this one, the next one. I I, I really think a lot of him, and I've I've talked to him about his family. We've had real-life conversations, not about wrestling, and I I like him, so I want it to be better. Yeah. Yeah, that's the part that, you know, anyways, enough about Vince. I just wanted to bring that up because, like, it's kind of, you know, it's – it's something that people are talking about, and I don't want yeah. to pretend like, you know, I don't want to just ignore it. So, Conrad, you know how these podcasts... No, I'm, I'm glad. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just saying I'm glad you did because, you know, Cody was in a, in a bad spot last week because I hadn't been 
quote unquote outed as the promoter. It wasn't yeah. a secret. I mean, I'd literally asked every wrestling personality in the world if they wanted to participate. Yeah. I'd worn, you know, the shirt on TV and drank out of the cups and had the sign behind me on WWE Network. I wasn't hiding it, but I'm not the type of guy, and you know this about me, Sean, who's going to say, Conrad Thompson presents. Yeah. That's not my thing. Yeah. So I just wanted the event to stand for itself, and if you like the lineup, come out, and if you don't, it's not your thing, I understand. So when, when I announced Vince Russo through the show account, uh, one of the Internet reporters decided to say, hey, look, here's who's responsible for booking the most vile name in the history of wrestling. And so at that point, Cody had to distance himself and let everybody who was sort of peppering him with questions about why would you book Vince Russo. He didn't book Vince Russo. I did. Yeah. And if anybody's upset, send me your hate mail. I mean, it was. I didn't know that everybody you know, had – heard these comments that I had not heard and, and felt, you know, that they were being discriminated against. That's not my intent. I would never intentionally do that, and, and we corrected it. Con Conrad, when you're busy, like really busy, like you are and a lot of people in the industry are, you don't have time to um, to know what other people are saying on their podcasts, you know, necessarily. So, I yeah. mean, it's understandable. You know, I, I listen to your show whenever I travel, and I've told you that because wow. I've texted you stuff like, oh, I just heard this and I just heard that. Like, whenever I know I'm jumping on a plane, the number one thing I do is, is catch up on all the episodes of yours I missed. Oh, but you're exactly you. right in that, you know, through the normal course of my week, man, I'm doing four podcasts. I can't listen to yeah. four podcasts. I just don't have the time. And I hadn't heard that. I didn't know. But, but I'm glad we were able to make it to where people don't feel alienated now and, and they're excited about StarCast. Awesome. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> 1,500 tickets and everything. Uh, my, my question for you is, uh, for a lot of people that don't know, how did all this come about for Conrad Thompson? Like, the, as far as the, the domino effect of the podcasting world with you. Obviously, you work in mortgages, and you do great there. Did it all start with the Flair podcast, and then it kind of went from there? Because you obviously have great relationships in wrestling. How did those all come about? You're exactly right. It all just happened through the Flair podcast. And, and once that one you know, got going, I realized as I met more people through Rick, hey, man, this guy needs a podcast. His story has not been told. And that was Bruce Pritchard. Mm. You know, Bruce was sort of done with wrestling and thought it was in the rearview mirror. And one day I asked him, hey, man, what happened when? And I asked him about the Radicals. All those guys jumped from WCW to the WWF at the same time. And he told me the whole story. And at the end, I thought, man, this is a podcast. This is what we need. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And obviously you do a, you do a great job and there's word of, simple word of mouth and next thing you know you're uh you're doing all this and now there's 2000 people showing up uh in Chicago to to go see live podcasts. It's great. Hey Conrad. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's it's a lot of hard work but but it's fun. Conrad, real quick, um tell us about how how you you guys ended up on the WWE network. Yes, please. Um, yeah, they sent that survey out that WWE did asking, hey, and this was late last year, fourth quarter sometime, uh, would you be interested in this type of content or that type of content? And one of the things they pitched was uh, podcasts on the WWE Network. And I guess they got good response from that because they reached out to us and another reached out to a few others about we might be trying to put something together, here's what it would look like. And at the time, I told Bruce I didn't really want to do it. I mean, I didn't want to do it because I felt like they would – try to interfere and change the show and the whole thing. Yeah. So time passes, and they do the little poll for the Raw 25th anniversary. Who are you most excited about seeing on Monday Night Raw? And the surprise of everyone, us included, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker came in behind the Brother Love character. Wow. Bruce Pritchard was number one 
I can't believe that's a thing. He got more votes than anybody for who they wanted to see. And I think that sort of made WWE take a look and say, hey, maybe there's something to this. And they reached out and made you know an offer, and we countered back and forth several times, both about the content and the money and the inclusions. And now we're rolling, and they're happy. And every week, the, the WWE gives us a report as to, you know, here's how we think you did, and here's, um, you know, what the numbers were for the last week, or how you fell in the rankings, or whatever. And the the feedback we're getting every week is that was better than last week. That was better than last week. This is the best one yet. So we 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 seem to be critically, at least in the minds of the people who are making the decisions with the company, getting better and better every week. And we're we're managing to do that with really essentially no new content. And and what I mean is we did the first episode, which was WrestleMania 14, that we'd never covered. But everything else we're going to do this year is going to be something we've already done on the podcast. Wow. And I'm doing that to sort of try to introduce people who find us on the WWE Network to the podcast, but also enhance the people who've heard it the first time with the video element. Because the WWE has thousands, maybe millions, of hours of footage that they never aired. Like during our Million Dollar Man episode, they show never-before-seen footage of those guys being at Betteridge Jewelers, and you just see people sort of talking through, okay, here's how we're going to put this together. And they would really have no reason to ever show that. So I'm glad that our show gave those guys in the studio a reason to dig through the archives, find that, and show it for the very first time. Is that the jeweler that put the one little diamond in the back of the million-dollar belt? You got it. He ah, made the million okay. dollar belt from scratch. Yeah. And and that whole process and shooting those vignettes with the million dollar man wearing Vince McMahon's cape, that's yeah. a real sentence. Uh that th- they have all of that on the show and I think it just adds so much to the podcast to have that visual component. Oh, absolutely. That's why I'm really <laughs> grateful that we have that here. It does it, it and it's 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 really cool to have that. Um any th- any th- have you have you finished any shows uh, for the network where you went? Oh God, we're going to hear about that one. Well, I tried to do Content that in the first one. You know, so many people came out and were sort of boo birds about us doing this, saying that we'd sold out and yeah. that they were going to neuter the show and that we were going to be shills. So I tried to do and say everything I could in the first one to just let everybody know: No, we're still the renegades of podcasting, and we're doing everything that we're not supposed to. And to my surprise, they left almost all of it in. They've loosened up on the language as time has went by, but um, they left everything in. You know, even when I got to a point where I, I, I talked about how I thought it was ridiculous that Owen Hart lost like seven matches on on pay per view or TV in a row to Hunter, and I, you know, waved to the camera after I criticized it and say, "Hey, Hunter," you know, just as a way to our to our fan base knows. Hey, we're st- I'm still doing what you expect me to do on the podcast. Sure. I haven't deviated. Sure. I love it. And bottom line is I don't think it's going to be dirtier than Camp WWE, so I think you're fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what's funny is they've got that on there, and they're just you know ripping the language left and right. And I even saw a piece of a script that I, hasn't aired yet, but if it airs, it's, it's unbelievable that they would actually air that. But that's when when they were like, you know, hey, say whatever you want. It wasn't a surprise to me. But when I watch and they just, they call it blade. They bladed out the F words. I wish they would have put a, put a beep over it. Like oh, censor yeah. me so you know that I said it and add to the, add to it instead of sort of, the, the beep makes it a plus sign, not a minus. Exactly. And the F word I'm talking about is federation, by the way. That's oh, really? The word. Like you can't say federation. Yeah. Can you say wrestling? Oh, oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's you in can the say title. wrestling, and so that's that's the thing is they tease us on the commercial as saying it's the number one sports entertainment podcast, and so I introduced it that, that way in the first episode, and then I said, "Who am I kidding? It's a pro wrestling podcast." Nice. I'm not going to call it that. What would that be? Something that something to sports entertain with Bruce Richard. <laughs> Love it. Hey, Conrad, I, I, I'm really grateful that you took the time to, to come on and uh, and talk about this. This is such an amazing time uh, to be a fan, to be uh, in, in the industry, and, and just uh, I'm really grateful to still be a part of wrestling right now. And, and, and thank you for helping make it a, a better industry, Conrad. Thank you so much. Well, that means a lot for you to say, and I got to tell you, as a fan, this is maybe uh, the best week ever. You know, I, I was on a SmackDown commercial last night for a Roddy Piper episode I'm doing on the WWE Network today. I got invited on X Pac's podcast, and I'm going to sell a wrestling convention out. Like this is a dream. I'm not supposed to be here. This isn't supposed to happen, but it's guys like you who believe in what I'm trying to put together that make it happen. So I really appreciate you believing in me and, and allowing all this to be. Oh, thanks. Well, congratulations man. on all your success. And thank you so much for giving us some of your time today. We know how busy you are. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you guys. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at, Hey, Hey, it's Conrad. I'm very active on there. I'd love to interact with you about wrestling and Hey, I can, I can help you save some money on your mortgage too. Absolutely, and we want to remind everybody that they can get their tickets and such at StarCast.com, right? That's exactly right. We've still got, as I'm talking to you now, we've sold uh, eight more tickets. Uh, but, yeah, um, gold bracelets are still available, but they're selling fast at StarCast.com. And general admission weekend passes are going to be there for you. 49 bucks for four days of this silliness. you got to come join us Labor Day weekend in Chicago. All right, we're going right now to get our tickets. Thank you so much, Conrad. Thanks, Conrad. Have an awesome Thank day. You. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Wow, that was incredible, but it's not all we have for you. Thanks again to Conrad for calling in, and we will be back in just a moment with the Young Bucks. Hey, Xbox 12360 fans. I just wanted to tell you two ways that you can support the show to help it grow. First, if you've ever wanted to shout out a surprise message for various occasions from me, all you have to do is visit celebvm.com slash Sean Waltman to request a video today. Not only does it support the show, but a portion of the proceeds go to charity. Second, to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman. That's the only place to grab shirts with the X-Pac 12360 logo, Wolfpack, or many other designs. If you pick up a shirt, make sure to tweet us using the hashtag X-Pac 12360. That's CelebVM.com slash Sean Waltman for a personal message from me, X-Pac. And ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman for X-Pac, Wolfpack, and X-Pac 12360 gear. Thanks for supporting the show. Now let's get back to it. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360. They are the record-holding seven-time winners of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, plus four-time PWG World Tag Team Champions. You know them from wreaking havoc as part of the Bullet Club, but that is just the start of their accolades, guys. These real-life brothers are family men, too, and alongside Cody Rhodes, they are making all-in the biggest independent wrestling event in decades. Joining us now and bringing along the Super Kick Party, please welcome the Young Bucks. All right. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Uh, hey, Thanks I'll, for having us. I'll have to say, it's the biggest independent wrestling event of all time, ever. Wow. 
It, it is. I mean, that's just. I mean, it is, man. It's, nothing's even ever come close, you guys. And I just want to congratulate. Uh, I, I wanted to bring you guys both on here today just so I could blow smoke up your butts. Nice. <laughs> hey, blow away. Yeah. No. I, okay, I will. I will. Not only, and I told you guys this uh, on my DM, not only did I know you guys uh, would sell this out, but I knew it would be a first day sellout. Easy for me to say. I didn't wow, put all wow. the money up. <laughs> Crazy. I uh, I don't know how Nick feels, but personally, man, like uh, I think I thought a good day would have been for the first twenty four hours. We would have did maybe five or six thousand, and uh, I like I thought maybe week one we would be at seven, and that would be great for us. And then I thought it would maybe slow down a little bit. We'd maybe have to yeah. go old school and put up some ads during RAW or do some radio <laughs> stuff to really push the last three. So uh, the fact that we, we sold it out not only in the first 24 hours, but I mean, first, the first hour, wow. uh, 30, 30 minutes to be exact, it, it, it absolutely blew our minds. It, oh, it, yeah. it's, uh, a, it's blowing everyone's mind. And, and can I ask you real yeah, quick? Yeah, it really is. Real quick, um, what kind of advertising budget did you guys have for this? And how much have you Zero. spent so far? <laughs> uh, we didn't really give ourselves a budget. Uh, we just wanted to... Uh, sell it out so uh it was pretty much like hey anything we could afford let's do it yeah of course we used a lot of our uh a lot of our connections to help us like uh pro wrestling tees has been great they uh they threw they they, uh, put together the press conference literally for free for us while we were on the road so we owe them a lot because it's it's been a, a big help as well as uh, our uh, home promotion with Ring of Honor and New Japan, they've uh, they've helped with a, a lot of certain things as well to make the date work. Because obviously, getting a schedule with uh, everyone that we wanted had to uh, prevent a lot of people's uh, uh, their work schedule. So getting all that worked out together was pretty tough too. But man, we've had a lot of help, and it's been a a huge journey, but we're all happy now. Nick, I wanted to say too that Pro Wrestling Tees also helped us out with that billboard. That's right. Oh, uh, okay. that, was, that was all them. Wow. Yeah, they helped us out with that. But man, majority of this whole thing has been really word of mouth. Like it's been social media, uh, whether or not it, it, it's Hot Topic or Friday tweeting out the link for us and helping us yeah. out, uh, our Being the Elite Show on YouTube, Twitter. You know, we've used every every tool that we had in. in in the toolbox and uh and luckily most of that stuff is free you know like this mm-hmm. is this is all stuff that i mean it, you don't want to count your, your time and it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's labor and, and it's yes. time you know that you put in but it, but uh as far as actual money spent man we were very fortunate we didn't have to really even spend that much to to get the word out and that's it's yeah. kind of like you know nxt when they do when they run their shows or promote they only use social media they don't really do any like conventional yeah. marketing like and that's why I, that's why i asked you guys because it seems like uh, you guys did things like along those lines, and and yeah. it's 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 right. it's so incredibly impressive. Like, I mean, not just in wrestling, but just in, in entertainment and in, in live events. This is amazing, you guys. And to follow that up, aside yeah. from both of your followings and on you know Twitter and Cody and everyone else, the All In Twitter itself, I think, has over forty thousand, and that is an organic following. It's it's amazing. <laughs> it is yeah. crazy. So yeah, what, that uh, that that Twitter man, it blew up within the first like we had it up for a day, and we were already at like twenty thousand followers. So I think once that happened, 
Nick, myself, and Cody were like, hey, we can get 10,000 people in a building if we were already at 20,000 people following the account in one day. (laughs) So you guys obviously used all these tools, your social medias, your YouTube, all of that to kind of bring everyone together. But what would you say was the key that you guys maybe had to make this a can't-miss sort of event? Oh, man, that's a hard question to answer. But uh, I think it's just because we have such passionate fans and we wanted to give back to our fans in a way where uh, to make something special for one night. And, and it was, it was uh, a goal of ours. Uh, it, it pretty much started like about a year and a half ago. And um, Dave Meltzer said that we wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> and Cody really, he took that uh, like to heart and he was like, you know what, let's prove him wrong. And, Let's think of a game plan where we can put 10,000 people in a, a building. And it pretty much stemmed from that. Yeah, it, it's been very strategic, too, like we, like how we were going to roll out the whole plan. Like we, we, we literally sit in group chats every day and talk about our next move. Like this has been well planned out, well thought out. We knew that we couldn't just sell – a, a wrestling event like you have to sell more than a wrestling event you have to sell a feeling you have to yes. sell, sell a movement you, yes. you have to make them feel something like hey this is for you like because right now there's the best professional wrestling that there's ever been everybody can work there's the best matches you'll ever see but you know what there's so many good matches now that you forget about the last good match because there's two days later there's another great match That's right. like, yeah. you got to give the people some something more than that you know what i mean and and I feel like they they agreed with it and they, they felt it and they wanted to be a part of this this movement, this 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 change, you know. Like we wanted to show them, hey, this is this is something new and fresh and organic and, and it's an alternative and, and it may be only celebrated one time. So let's party, you know, and that's what we're selling. Yeah. We're selling a party. And uh, and everybody wants to party right now with us and, and it's so fun to everybody on board. Do you, do you think like calling it like a, almost like a Woodstock is a fair – I wasn't there, but I, to me it feels like it's almost like a Woodstock of pro wrestling. It's just organic and incredible. It feels that way. Uh, it's turned into a full weekend too. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen the names added to the StarCast uh, convention the, the we, night before. We just got the, off the phone with Conrad who gave Thursday. us the whole rundown. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's mind blowing. Like everyone's gonna be out there. So it's turned into pretty much like a WrestleMania for the Indies. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a festival. And it, that Woodstock is a great example of that. I feel like it's turning into the Woodstock pro wrestling. That's great. Now I'm gonna use that. There you go. Hey you guys even I mean, even Jim Coronets, I give you guys props. Mm-hmm. Well, that was oh, one wow, of my questions. Really? Of, yeah. <laughs> of, all the, of all the compliments being paid to you from Mick Foley and Jim Cornette and Paul Heyman, what has been the most impactful one to you? Like, wow, this person is well, supporting us and has our back. I didn't even know Jim Cornette said something because Matt and I both have a block. So, <laughs> 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 so that's news to me. Um, man, that that's another tough question to answer because almost – Everyone that I looked up to growing up has reached out in a way, and that blows my mind because it's so cool to to see some of the guys that I grew up praising us now. It's so weird. Like I don't know if Matt uh, has an answer for it. For me, I think the Heyman one was really big because, like, like it, it feels like what he did, you know, with ECW was kind of like revolutionary. It's like it was this new style of wrestling, and and he changed the wrestling business forever. You know what I mean? And yeah. and for him to say what he said about us, I, I feel like he's one of the greatest uh, promoters of all time. So 
so that and that's what we essentially are now like we we, we kind of became promoters like out of nowhere right so like to hear it from one of my all-time uh, favorite promoters really set me back i was like wow like yeah. that you know this feels good he even even reached out to cody privately too i guess and said some really encouraging things and gave some advice and he doesn't have to do that you know so so just just to hear from a guy who i feel like always has his finger on the pulse uh, of what's cool in wrestling to, to give it up to us like that and when he didn't have to that that was really really cool of him well, earlier, you know, we were talking about Dave Meltzer and how all of this came about. And, you know, now he owes the $1 to Cody Rhodes. Fans were asking Dave, like, hey, are you going to come out and give Cody Rhodes the the dollar? And on Wrestling Observer Radio, he basically said, like, yeah, I'm down to do anything, like, if they want me to. So are we going to see anything like that, maybe on the YouTube channel, maybe live? Uh, that's a great uh, thing, man. Uh, you know what? We actually had a great idea for him. But we've already sold the 10,000 seats away. But uh, Matt came up with this genius idea where it's announced that we have 9,999 fans in the building and uh, there's <laughs> one missing seat and it happens to be front row. And we were going to have Dave Meltzer go and fill that seat. And uh, finally, we could announce we got 10,000. But the dollar bill is even better. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe we should do something like that. Yeah, well, let's put it on the show. Let's put it on BTE. That's good. <laughs> well, a lot of people want to know, are there going to be streaming available for All In? People want to know how they could watch it if they're not going to be one of the 10,000 people there. Um, I think, like, the fact that it sold out so quickly, like, we were really waiting on tickets to see how it went to really to, to kind of look into that. Um, but the fact that it, it sold out that quickly, there's a good chance. We haven't decided yet whether or not we're going to, and I don't want to, like, say yes and then we don't end up doing it so uh but right now we're definitely working on it uh it's 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 not yes it's not no but uh, it, it looks pretty pretty promising i'd say of all of all your people that are under wwe contract right now that are your friends who do you wish you could have be a part of all in oh man i would have probably man that's hard i would have to use at least a few uh <laughs> the aj one. styles and and, and Kevin, I would probably say that the first two, as well as uh, Sammy Zane. But, yeah, hey, I, hey, I would like to use a lot of the guys, though. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Man, Nick kind of stole my answers, but um, oh God, I feel like I feel like giving a like a team like who hasn't really uh, since they got called up, they haven't really had a fair shake. I'd love to have the revival on the show. And I'd love to do oh, the young bucks versus the revival. Wow. That'd be my match. Probably. Um, I'd love to have Claudio on the show. I mean, I mean, it's selfishly just a- any of my old friends. Like I'd pretty much invite them all. <laughs> Fun, yeah, I'm surprised Adam Cole hasn't been we actually, we actually contemplated maybe contacting WWE about a revival young bucks match at all in. But we're like, you know what? We don't want to make it about them. We want to sell this show yeah. out on our own. So yeah, that's right. why we never reached out. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you guys on that. I think, and and yeah, that does sound like a great match. But it's, it, I think it is important that you keep this, you know, your guys' thing and not, you know, not be, you know, looking to WWE yeah. for anything on this. Do you think you guys right. have... It kind of defeats the purpose of the whole thing. Exactly. <laughs> we did that. Do you guys think you have them a little nervous right now with these ticket sales numbers and all the attention that you're getting? Oh, we, man. I'm excited. I got. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't say nervous. I feel like more excited. If, if there are any nerves, I feel like the nerves are like now the pressure's on to have a really 
really home run of a yeah. show. Um, but we were planning on doing that either way. So, I, but yeah, I think, the pressure's on. I think uh, the nerves went away as soon as we we uh, found out the tickets sold because that's what we were most nervous about. We we didn't want to perform in front of no one, you know, uh, with uh, our names on the line. It would have kind of hurt our reputation if we didn't sell uh, the amount of tickets that we did. So now it's, I think it, it should be easy from here on out. Hey, so you guys, you don't really have any matches announced. I think the only one is, is the NWA world title match, right? Yeah, yes. that's correct. That's we're, right. st- yeah. we're still, uh, we're pretty much, we're looking into what would be the best uh, card with the talent we have lined up. We still have a few names we, we haven't announced yet. So, we're still uh, we're still getting there, so we we don't even have an idea for our match yet. So we're not sure what we're going to oh, even do yet. Well, we have idea. We have too many ideas. Like that's <laughs> like, like Nick and Nick and I. Nick and I have changed our match like seven times already. So it's like it, it yeah. feels like it's still four months away. So we, we don't want to really announce too much in case something happens. Someone gets fired. Someone gets injured. Someone becomes available. Like wrestling yeah. is just changing every day. So like we don't want to give away too too much until we. It, absolutely definite you know what i mean do you think it will be hard to go back to working for other promoters now that you've kind of experienced being the one who's in charge and calling the shots well you know what uh ring of honor has been so good to us the last i'd say two years uh it almost feels like we are part of the uh, booking committee slash promoters even at ring of honor and now matt and i are starting to get a lot of creative input for new japan so it doesn't feel that much different, to be honest with you. So, I, I don't know. It feels, it just feels cool uh, to be a part of all of this. Like, it, it feels like we're running a lot of it on our own, like with the promotions I just listed. So, but you, fellas, have has your opinion uh, about promoters in general changed since you've become promoters yourself? <laughs> yes, um, I respect them a lot more, and. It's a very, very hard job, and it's hard to get everybody to like you because it's, it's actually impossible because you're going to yeah. piss people off and people aren't going to people are going to be upset with you. So, it, man, I have so so much respect for for every promoter I've ever dealt with. At I this mean, point. the the financial risk. I mean, there's so many things in, involved here. Like when it, when it comes to that, that people don't uh, that when we're on the other end, when we're when we're just the talent. Uh, it's easy yeah. not to think about those things, you know. Like, and we're com- yeah. and we're complaining about payoffs, and and how much are we really drawing? How many dollars are we really personally drawing to be complaining about payoffs? I, I you know, not that there's right. shit, not that there's not shitty payoffs in wrestling, but you know, sometimes there's a reason for it. <laughs> oh yeah, right. You're right. Definitely. Well, yeah, they it- they have so much more responsibility than I think they give credit they get credit for. To be honest. Well, this isn't your first time promoting a show. High-risk wrestling, you guys ran yourselves out of your backyard with your own ring. And seeing how successful All In has become, it makes me think of this uh, backyard show you guys used to talk about wanting to run with all wrestlers that are established (laughs) now that used to be backyard wrestlers in a backyard. Seeing the success of All In, is that something that you guys might do now? Uh, It's funny you say that. That was actually supposed to be... Uh, episode 100 of BTE. It was supposed to be a backyard show, but everyone I pitched it to turned it down. Oh. Uh, it, I, I had been thinking about it for probably six months, and even Matt didn't like 
uh, episode 100 being in a w- way where it would look like that. We, they, they all wanted more emotion. And uh, I, I can't complain with what we end up doing uh, that episode with, but uh, I think we'll eventually do something like that. It could have always been a dream sequence on being the elite. <laughs> and then it just vanished. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, true. it really was a backyard match. Like when you signed with the Fed, and that was all just a dream. Hey, so fellas, yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, fellas, you know, yeah. with with the schedule you have now, just on just on the wrestling stuff, and adding the promoter, being promoters to the deal, how much time are you guys being able to spend at home? Man, it's been probably thirty percent of the year for for this year. It's it's been pretty tough. Wow. Yeah, this has been the most we've ever been on the road ever. Um, I, I, the ROH schedules, it's its usually pretty easy typically, but this year it's been a little busier. And then we've taken a lot on internationally. Obviously, we're in Japan every three weeks uh, usually. And then, man, we've just been going to we do a lot of international stuff lately. We do a lot of conventions lately too. Like uh, yeah. I was telling you guys before we went on air, we're, we're going to be in Buffalo uh we leave tomorrow for uh, Nickel Con City. Oh, Nickel City uh, Con. Nickel City Con. Yeah. Nickel City Con, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, we'll be there for uh, Friday and Saturday. So we're, we're picking up a lot of those types of uh, bookings as well now. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's not even just the bookings now. It's like between our show and everything else. Between all end is just, man, we've been, we've been so slammed. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a bummer because it feels like we, we haven't been as home as, as much as we usually are, but we've, we've made the summer a little bit lighter than usual. Like next month, I'm taking my family to Hawaii. We're going to go to Maui oh, great. for a week. It's like, it, it, just trying to, we got it. It's very important to us to still get that time with the, the family. Well, yeah, and you, you know, and Matt's been taking his wife on the road a lot lately too. So that, that helps him. Yeah. And she's, she's been helping us out a lot with, yeah, she, she's pretty much become our agent now. At oh, this nice. point. So she's starting to do a lot of that work too. And she, yeah. she does, she runs the entire young bucks merch. Yeah. Oh, good. Empire out of, our, out of our house. Yeah. Hey, she, she's very, very much in the business now. I'm not oh, afraid. Yeah. I'm not afraid to bring up that. Um, you guys, I think maybe we're, we're the first guys and maybe the only guys in ring of honor to say, no, th- we're keeping all our merch and you guys are. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that, I mean that's a. Can I is is it too personal for me to ask like how much of your income comes from merch, as opposed to you no, know live events? I mean, not it's not dollar wise, but just per, oh wow. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 probably about it's close to half, I'd say. Yeah, easily. And speaking of, might even be more than that. And speaking of traveling, uh, you know, you did a documentary a couple of years ago with our very own Jimbo Frank. What was it like being on the road with him? The world wants to know. (laughs) Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, That was great. Uh, I think the the DVD uh, was great. Um, It was a good experience, and it kind of it kind of made me want to do something similar, which is what turned into being the elite, obviously. So. That, that was probably the first uh, kind of uh, thing that uh, turned into that. So. so Jimbo's responsible for everything. Got it. <laughs> hey, hey, so hey, you guys. Let me take that back. I, I don't want. I don't want to blow his ego. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you guys, real quick. I'm gonna, like, let's get a round of uh, last questions because these guys were nice enough to uh, to give us some of their, you know, their valuable home time. So let's get this and let let these guys get back to their family. Uh, to start, I think. You said you still haven't announced any everyone who's going to be at All In. Uh, first, is Brandon Cutler going to be All In? 
<laughs> uh, you know what? He just texted us earlier. Uh, he's going to be flying out there, so he'll uh, he'll be there in some capacity. And what he'll about Flip Gordon? Sure. Oh man, yeah, uh, Matt and I for sure want him on, but he still uh, hasn't convinced Cody to uh, to let him on. So, uh, every every that. decision every decision on all in needs three thumbs up, and right now there's only been two. We just wow. need Cody on board with Flip. Good luck. Okay. So now you guys mentioned you had a lot of help from Ring of Honor, pro wrestling taste, so many facets of your of everywhere. I want to know what besides trying to get the ten thousand ticket sale, what was the biggest challenge in putting together the entire show? Man, it's I, ongoing. I, I think <laughs> oh, I'll answer that. I think it was finding a building. That was yeah. probably the hardest. And a date. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, because like I said earlier, it was hard to uh to get everyone's schedule in line and make sure all right there's not a ring of honor show this day there's not a new japan show this day there's not a random indie this day like it was tough we actually had to uh convince super dragon to to move battle of los angeles to a different weekend because we just needed all hands on deck for uh, wow. the date we found Jeez, how we hard were originally going to do july 7th at the cow palace i don't know if people oh, even right. realize that like that, that was, was our right. building in our date, and then we realized, wait a minute, uh, New Japan's probably going to be in Long Beach in early July, so we probably shouldn't run that weekend, and we changed it, and then they ended up running the same day in building. Yeah. <laughs> wow. so it's, it's crazy. Oh, you guys would have sold the Cow Palace out, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I guarantee it. That's just my opinion, but I think I'm I want to go back to the streaming possibility. Um, you guys have already done the impossible with All In. Just imagine, so many people want to go to the event, they can't go. If you did the iPay-Per-View, the amount of money it would bring in yeah. would, would, I think, set another record. Well, you know, it, man, it, it's tough to answer that because contract purposes, like with what we have, uh, what, with what kind of contract we're under, I, it, we're legally not even allowed to be doing this show. So. Well, not right. just us, yeah. though, because we're talking yeah. to other people, too, right? Yeah, so... so that's where it gets uh, pretty hard uh, and difficult to. It's going to be uh, having to try to convince all the parties involved that this is the right decision. And you know how wrestling politics are. So mm. I think, I feel like if anybody can do it, though, it's us. Like, I feel yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if it comes down to that, I think it's a couple of phone calls that Nick and I can make and Cody can make. Yeah. I think, you know, if anybody can do it, it's us. And I think yeah. people realize that this, this is big for, this is big for wrestling. So maybe, you know, people will let us do it, you know, and yeah. cause I would like to see it happen. So, I mean, yeah. you know, I guess we'll see. Hey, real quick, yeah. bef- like t- talking about, um, you know, making phone calls and doing this and that, um, let's real quick before you go talk about how great it is for um you know new japan roh all these different people and different promotions and wrestling all cooperating with each other and making it a better business yeah. a better industry overall oh yeah man you're right about that but i matt and i have always said that we all if we're not in the wwe we all should be working together yes because they're a giant no one's ever going to compete with them but hell, if everyone joins together, we could at least make it interesting. Right? Yes, yeah, and and you guys have, and um, and I'm really personally very grateful to you guys for making the industry a better place. <laughs> yeah. And 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 oh, thank yeah. you guys so much for uh, taking your time to uh, come on today. Absolutely, thanks anything, for having us. Anything uh, you're, you're, 
You're someone we've always looked up to, and uh, we're always happy to talk to you. Thank Anything you, guys. For, for Sean. Thanks, you yep. guys. Um, and real quick, like oh. uh, social media stuff. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Okay, one last question. I know this is so far ahead, and you guys are probably not even thinking about that yet. But everything that you guys have been through, everything that you guys done for the show, do you think that you would do it again and all in two? <laughs> oh man, oh, man. <laughs> I think I think it depends on like maybe ask me once the show's happened and if I've enjoyed myself, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't so. And if it didn't, you know, take over my entire life and I don't know, like I'm so in on this first one still, I guess I would just want to see how I feel afterward. Obviously there's already been discussions and talks and locations about doing a second. And we, you know, we're always thinking about the next thing, but yeah. that's what we do, you know, the next phase. So uh, I don't want to say anything, but it's definitely not out of the question. The fact that it sold out in 30, 30 minutes, it's like, all right, we've been yeah, if we did another one, it'd probably be a big deal. Maybe we move to a bigger yeah. building. I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't oh. say yes yet. <laughs> All right, Nick, Matt, thank you again for calling in. Uh, this was just fantastic. We always love to hear from you. So we've already given them all the info on where they can get tickets and all that. So is there anything you guys want to add in where you're going to be or social media? Uh, I just want to say thanks for everyone who uh, has supported us. We're nothing without the Young Buck uh, fans and they've literally made us who we are today so just thanks for everyone's help yep and uh you can follow along with us uh every week we have our our, our youtube series being the elite you can go to being the elite.com subscribe to the show we put out some content every week uh, and then we're on twitter i'm matt jackson one three nick what's yours nick jackson yb All right. that's about it all right, cool. Take care, guys. Thank you, guys. Hey, I, I look forward to seeing you fellas soon, and enjoy the rest of your day yep. with your families. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bye-bye. Guys. All right. All right, that was great. Well, yeah. I think, are we ready to shut it down, Sean? I think so. Yeah, well, yeah. tell everybody where they can find you on social media, crew. You can find the show on social media at xpoc one through 360com Let's start that again. Can we do that again? <laughs> Take yeah. two. Go, Jimbo. Just, no? forget right. it. Just... Follow Sean on Twitter at the Real Xbox. Uh, the show on Instagram Xbox One Two Three Sixty. Facebook Xbox One Two Three Sixty Show. Uh, buy the T-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com/slash Sean Waltman and follow me on Twitter at Jimbo in the Booth. All right, Denise. You guys can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Come chat with me. I always like to talk to new people and make new friends. Uh, Jay Quasto on social media, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood every week on Fight TV and August 24th, Pittsburgh Grand Hall, Black Craft Wrestling, their first ever iPay-Per-View. I'll be there too. All right, go and see him. You guys can always hit me up at Christy Reports. Take us away, Sean. All right, we'll see you all right here next week on AfterBuzz TV, Westwood One, and the Jericho Network. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, Christy Olson, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at The Real Xbox and email us at xbox12360show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network.